0: You are listening to the Piedmont Church Podcast. To learn more about Piedmont Church, including our gathering times in Macon, you can visit us online at piedmontchurch.net. So, Church, our goal this morning is to ask some questions, and certainly some of these questions will be focused around motherhood, but I hope that at the end of every question, we can kind of point back to uh, the, the depth of the question and get at the center and the heart of it to be able to talk about the gospel for each and every one of us. So, whether you're in this room this morning and maybe you're struggling today because your mother is no longer with you, or you are, you know, a strange relationship with her, or you are a mom and you've been just struggling with motherhood, or maybe you are wherever you are in life, mountain, valley, I hope that at the end of this morning, we can give you some tools from God's word and from the gospel to help you walk in closer relationship with Jesus to find wholeness and peace with him. Does that sound about right, Marquita? Amy? Yeah, okay. Good. So the way we're gonna do this, we're gonna ask some questions and I'm gonna kinda open the floor to the beautiful ladies on on my left, your right first, and then we'll kinda discuss these questions as we go. So the first question is this what are some of the biggest struggles and some of the biggest victories? As a mom, whichever one of you want to go first?
1: Um, one of the biggest struggles, I think, is the challenge of managing all the responsibilities that we're um, supposed to do, like taking care of our children, maintaining a household, pursuing a career for some of those that do it, which a career is being a mom at home anyway. Mm. That balancing act can sometimes be overwhelming.
0: So you're bivocational, right? Because if you're working, Yes. And you have the career at home, as you just said, like yeah, that's that's a balance. Yeah.
1: Very very huge balance. So balance and responsibilities is just one of the main struggles.
2: Mm. Yeah, my answer's similar. Uh just just the weight of of parenting is I think mm. the biggest struggle. Um of not getting caught up in all of those things you just specifically mentioned. Um and and kind of getting like s- pulled into the issue of what's in front of you and losing sight of the overall mm. um and doing something that is going to help you in the moment and so that fear of like i'm going to like i'm i'm going to screw this kid up <laughs> and and the reality is you are going to screw your kid up like but i think we just have to remember that God God gave us that kid. Mm. And God loves that child just as much as we do, probably more than we do. And, you know, Psalm 139 says that we were all wonderfully made. In- that includes that child. Mm. Um, in Acts 2, it says that His plans are deliberate and He acts with foreknowledge. Um, And so, there was a a reason that your child was given to you and put into your household and that the circumstances that you come up against, you come up against them for a reason. And so, yes, it's going to play out a certain way, but we know that God is sovereign over all of that and so there's freedom in that and so you don't have to be perfect. That's God's job.
0: And thank so, goodness. thank God.
2: <laughs> um so you can have so I think the biggest struggle, if you like I- focusing on the biggest struggle, if you can put it into perspective is also the biggest victory mm. because you can step back and you can remember your role and if you can remember the big picture that you are not God and you don't have to get it right. all right, there is relief in that. I am supposed to be this child's parent, and I'm supposed to honor God. And if you can do both of those things, it's going to work out the way that it's supposed to. Um, and so, and that's even if you sh- we screw them
1: up, they'll be okay. There are, are, counselors, for yes, there are <laughs> counselors for that. There are counselors for that.
0: So, <clears throat> what would you? Uh, obviously, you two are in different stages in motherhood, and so um,
1: I like my stage better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking to victories, uh, you know, when you see uh, as, a, as a mom, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Amy, as you said, sometimes you can maybe find the victory in the struggle, mm-hmm. but what, what hope would you give someone today who's maybe struggling to see a victory? What victories have you seen, uh, you know, in your short years of, of motherhood or your, you know, a little longer, extended more years? A little, a little, years, longer, little just longer, a little longer. Uh, what, what victories uh, to look forward to or those you've already experienced to give some hope to, to a mom out there?
1: You will make it. Yeah. That's the first thing I want to say. You will make it. Um, as a mother of four children, um, I have got to watch my children be little bitty babies all the way to now have grown adult children. And watching them in each stage of their life has been one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I, I was never known as a crier in our family, and they all know that. Not but you. I know. Go figure.
0: I right. was
2: yeah. never
1: a crier. Um, And I didn't cry when my kids hit the next stage of their life, but I celebrated with them. Mm -hmm. When they, you know, graduated from high school, when they graduated from college, when they had children, when they bought their first home. Um, All those things I celebrate with them. um, And each one of my kids, uh, they've been a joy of my life. I mean, and now that they're almost out of my house, got one more left to go, um, I am looking forward to... Empty nest, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. My husband's okay with that. We're looking forward to empty nest, so you will survive.
0: Yeah. I was talking to a dad last night, and he was talking about his kids in college and looking forward to someone coming home. He goes, look, it started with me and my bride, and it's going to get back there. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So, Amy, anything to to add?
2: Um. Yeah, so I remember being, like, in the in the throes of, like, newborn and how hard that was, and I remember – mom saying to me like oh you'll miss this one day and you'll miss this one day and i'm and i remember thinking like i don't i don't think i will um
1: yeah i and don't I, and
2: i and i and i don't and i don't grand, grand grandbabies are the best but i'm just
1: telling
2: you i do i do tell myself when it on on the days that are hard this is a season mm-hmm. this 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 will pass and so if i can appreciate it while I'm in it then I can enjoy it
1: mm-hmm.
2: but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to miss it like I don't yeah. I don't I don't I don't want to m- miss it in in the sense that I didn't experience it and and find anything positive while I was in it I don't want to look back and regret being so run down and so overwhelmed and so, um, I don't know, flabbergasted by what's happening around (laughs) me that I, that I, that I didn't appreciate the, this, this gift of a child who's in front of me that the Lord gave me, um, that I couldn't see them. Um, and so I just try to remember it's not always going to be this way. And so I'm just going to slow down and let, sometimes that means dishes stay in the sink, and sometimes that means I don't dust, and sometimes that means and if you know me and you've been to my house that's saying a lot, like I don't, yeah, I don't do is. well with messes <laughs> um, but sometimes I just have to do that for the sake of interacting with my child because I don't want to miss what's happening in, happening in front of me and then look back and say oh I do miss that because I literally missed it, like I literally wasn't paying attention um, so that, that is the victories that I'm finding is that I can, if I can be present mm. while it's happening, then I can appreciate it for what it is at that time. And then I don't have to yeah. regret.
0: Yeah, if, if you know our children, um, they have my personality, meaning they're just really <laughs> subdued and quiet. <laughs> you know. um, and we'll, we'll be regularly, we'll be downstairs and we'll hear them, you know, screaming like they're at a sporting event. And we'll just look at each other like, our children are a gift from God. Our <laughs> children are a gift from God. That's what we would tell ourselves.
2: And then I look at him and I say, one of them is coming through the ceiling. Yeah, like, yeah. It's going to happen.
0: I think this, this question points us to this idea of self-reflection, um, <coughs> though. So in 2 Corinthians 13, Paul's writing to this church that's experiencing uh, some turmoil. This is actually his second letter to them because their first letter, they, they didn't fix the turmoil. Uh, and he says something in chapter thirteen verse five, and he, he he looks at them after kind of talking to them about missing some things and he says, "Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and he says, "Test yourselves mm-hmm. and so I know this question certainly center around motherhood, but I, I think it at its core, it kind of gets us to this idea that in order to recognize the struggles and the victories, there needs to be some self-reflection, right? Mm-hmm. Like there needs to be regular, we talked about spiritual disciplines over over time about having these, these rhythms in our life to kind of self-reflect. But one of the things that struck me in self-reflection is that quote from the book of Jeremiah, that your heart is deceitful. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be very careful uh, when we're reflecting on And reflecting on the moments around us and the things in us to not only uh, do it by ourselves, but to do it through the lens of the gospel. And I I love this, this Scottish pastor, Robert, Robert Murray uh, Shine says this, for every look at yourself, take 10 looks at Christ. So as we discuss this idea of motherhood um, and struggles and victories and maybe where you are as you have you know, self-reflection and you look at the struggles and victories, know this. Number one, do not compare yourself to somebody else in the world, mm-hmm. but look to Christ mm-hmm. for all mm-hmm. things. Look for that because that will take you to a place of humility and a place of understanding and a place of truth and a place to know really where your strength does come from because it doesn't come from you. So, speaking about strength, I want to kind of get us to our, our second question. <coughs> uh, and, and depending on what poll you look at, somewhere between forty and sixty percent of mothers experience anxiety and depression, as compared to the general population that's somewhere around twenty-five to thirty percent. So, there's an increased level of anxiety and depression around moms. So, so how how can we, as families, as children, as spouses? How can we help support moms better who are obviously experiencing some form of, you know, either spiritual warfare or, you know, just just struggle in life that is creating this atmosphere where they have heightened levels of anxiety and depression? What can we do as a church family, as families, spouses, and all that to to help moms like y'all? You want
1: me to go first? Um, one of the main things, and I think we, we talked about that this morning, was seeking out um, community groups. I know that not everybody, or not even just a community group, women that you can do stuff with, or women that you trust with your deepest secrets or your uh, trials you're going through in your life. Um, just this week, we had a, one of the women in our that comes and meets us for dinner every first, third Thursday of the month, after third Tuesday of the month at, um, chick salad chick chicken salad chick whatever chicken it's called chicken. where you eat chicken salad um, reached out to us and was like hey I need to meet with some of y'all can can anybody is anybody available and it just it overwhelmed me at the women in that group that just yes I'll be there yes I'll be there yes I'll be there and just jumped up and was there for this woman who needed just a, a, a shoulder to lean on and someone mm-hmm. to talk to so the main thing I can say is have those people that you can trust that you can reach out to that that love you no matter what you've done or what you've said or how you've acted you sometimes you just need that as women we need women yeah mm-hmm. we need a long time we need women groups we need I mean as much as I love my husband I enjoy women going on a trip together I have some girls I go on a trip with we need time mm-hmm. to be just us just women that's that I mean I would say that's one of the biggest things and Another thing I say, you know, spend time alone with God. I mean, that's one of the, I mean, I hope I've instilled in my children is they know that, they know I get up, they know I spend time in the Word, they know I spend time with God, and they know that um, I pray for them. So, you know, that's another thing. I mean, you've got, as a woman, you've got to spend time in the Word.
0: So allowing y'all the the time and the space and the opportunity to be able to to do those types of things.
1: And yep. I know when you have small children, I mean, it was much more difficult when I had small children. Yeah, I don't to like babysitting find that my t- kids, right? It's You're not, not babysitting.
0: babysitting. <laughs> that was they, are they are your children. They are your children. You
1: do not babysit. It's called
0: being a there dad. There was almost a round of applause out there. That was, <laughs> that was rough. Yeah, anyway, Lord, sorry.
1: baby. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna throw these microphones at you. You need to get it together.
0: I just said it to get a, a roll. I out
1: think of we could hit him square in the head too. Yeah. I think we could. Yeah. We're pretty close.
0: Okay. Let's continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, men need to allow their wives time to be alone. I mean, we all. I mean, I'm sure men like that too. I don't know.
0: I don't ever want to be alone.
1: <laughs> I can <laughs> see that, Chris. But women like alone time. Yeah. We were sometimes out. we are touched out.
0: Yes. Yes. Hint,
1: hint, we are yes. touched out. Wow. Yes okay. and
0: amen.
2: Let's
0: keep it G-rated um, here. Guys. <laughs> we that, was G-rated. <laughs> that was G-rated. <laughs> that was G-rated. That well,
2: G-rated. We're touched out. Um, we, were at a, we were at a party yesterday, and uh, all, all of the moms, we were talking about what we wanted for Mother's Day. Every single mother said, time alone, time alone. I want to be alone. I want to watch one show without ha- one of my shows. Mm-hmm. Without having to pause it,
0: mm.
2: we all want time alone. And for the
1: men in the audience, um, I shared a time that my husband gave me the best gift ever. This so if is you have a birthday gold. coming take, up. Take note. This Alright. is gold. Gold. Chris, listen. In other words, <laughs> this this one gift. And I am. It's gosh, my kids were babies when he gave me this. This is. I mean, not, I'm, not, I'm only 20, by the way. But anyway, um, he gave me a night at a hotel. And when I say he gave me a night at a hotel, I mean, he took me out to dinner. It was for my birthday. We drove up to the hotel. And the first thing I think is great. But
2: <laughs> he's. Because <laughs> she was
1: touched This is a gift out. for himself. This a gift for her.
2: Out. She was touched
1: out. I was wow. touched out. Wow. Anyway, so he drives me up to the hotel. He hands me the key and he says, here you go, babe. Enjoy the night. And he had little stuff inside the room. And I got to stay all night by myself in Isn't the middle amazing? of the bed. Amazing. It was amazing. And he said, I'll pick you up at 11 in the morning. So, I mean, y'all, it was the best gift ever. So, man, if you ever want to, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, best gift ever. And he, he, he was rewarded very nicely for that.
0: <laughs> okay. So... Uh Amy, any, anything <laughs> to add? How can how can families and, and spouses? No, I and, think we should leave it good? at that. You're good. We just leave it at that. Was, so that was perfect. Let's uh, l- Chris, let's talk about something that's involved <laughs> in this. There's intentionality in all of this, right? Yes. Um, I, I can think of several moments throughout Scripture that talk about intentionality. I mean, if you look at God and creation it was very intentional if, if you look at the plan uh that is inf- unfolded throughout scripture creation fall redemption restoration there there is intentionality involved in all of this and so really this question of how can we support others other people getting back to the mission of you know our church love god love people and invest in his kingdom well we need to be intentional in, in our life and um You know, there's this passage in Ephesians 5, um, Paul says, Therefore do not become partners with them, talking about people who um, are not of the Lord and and are walking away from Him and, and doing evil. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. That last phrase, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord, Eugene Peterson in The Message translates that as, find out what God, God wants you to do and do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's an intentionality that comes in each and every one of our lives if, if we really reflect, going back to that kind of first question and, and moving into the second one of how can we love people, how can we love moms, how can we love others? There has to come a place where we are intentional. Things don't just happen. So Mm -hmm. maybe uh, husbands, fathers out there, you're not Mr. Romantic, that's me, right? We have to take steps in time, maybe put it on your calendar, like this is a time to be romantic. And that's not talking about touching, right? That's talking about (laughs) putting, you know, a piece of paper, uh, a a sticky note somewhere, and just saying I love you, uh, things like that. Dads, being intentional with your kids, coworkers, being intentional with your other coworkers, like finding places and spaces in your life to show someone else that they matter takes intentionality. And that's really at the root of this question of how do we support families and uh, or how do we support moms better? We need to be intentional. We need to have self-reflection and have moments where our hearts are come face to face with the glory of God, but then take that and do something with it right? Anything else? Tonight? Well, I
1: wrote this down to, so I'd help myself remember it. It says intentional support for moms, women, general, should be guided with love, selflessness, and empathy. By incorporating these biblical principles into your lives, family and spouses can create an environment where moms feel valued, supported, and empowered to fulfill their roles with joy and grace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it breaks my heart to think that um, women, moms specifically, have almost a double Uh, the rate of anxiety, depression, and what we as husbands and families can try to do to help them needs to be kind of at the utmost uh, Mm -hmm. for us. So moving on to the third question. We've kind of talked about this idea of community a little bit, and so I want us to unpack maybe some practical things about it. And I think this one certainly is is, is targeted in the question to moms, but it applies to all of us. How uh, or what piece or pieces of advice would you give to moms who feel alone? You know, since COVID, uh, a large percentage of people uh, record that they feel alone. So what can we do to help not only moms, but people uh, know that they're not alone? Or if they are alone, give them resources to no longer feel that way and be that way.
2: Well, first I would say you're not the only one.
0: Mm. You're Um, not alone in your loneliness.
2: You're not alone. Um, And... You're in the right place. Mm -hmm. Church is a great place to find community. Um, We have, first of all, we have community groups, um, which we can, we would love to get you plugged into one. Um, For the women, we have the um, Tuesday night dinners. Yes. Um, This summer, we're doing a book club, um, which at the end of this, sorry if I'm stealing your thunder, but we're going to give all the moms the book for the book club
0: yeah let me go since you're stealing it let me go ahead and just interject <laughs> so the spoiler end, alert <coughs> at the end of the service uh moms uh, ladies out there there there's a book out in the lobby uh, if you walk out those doors to your right uh there's a book through jesus through the eyes of women uh, it's going to be a women's study this summer we have a gift it's for you completely free today if you'll grab it uh and meet us i think on wednesday night it's not meet me but meet them um <laughs> On Wednesday ladies. nights here at the church. The ladies. The ladies uh, so uh, make sure you grab that on your way out. And um.
1: we still will have dinner on the Tuesdays during the summer, too, just for those ladies that haven't been. That oh can make. we're
2: taking a break. No,
1: we're not taking a break. We're they, not the, taking a break. The women Everyone that came that said, no, we don't want to take a break. They like that community. So <gasps> we're going to continue I to eat at the chick salad chick, whatever Chicken it's Chicken salad
2: chick. Chicken wow. salad chick. Okay. I told Kay. a couple of people we were taking a break. I was wrong. So <laughs> show up on Tuesdays. Okay. Um, but... Come to the book club this summer, come to dinner, get to know us, um, come hang out with us. I, so I know that when you're a mom and especially if you are a young mom, it can be very isolating. Mm -hmm. It can be so hard. And when you have, I know, I know for me, my natural tendency is to, try to find moms and friends in my life stage. Um, but several years ago, when we moved here, um, and I knew nobody, it was about eight years ago when we moved here, and I knew absolutely nobody. And I'm an introvert, but I know that God tells us we need people, and we need community, and we were made to be in community, and we were made to have friends and to have people in our lives. And so I was like, okay, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for pr- friends. So that's what I started doing. And I was really surprised that the Lord brought me, um, he brought me a few people who were in my life stage, but he brought me more people who were not in my life stage. And I have seen such a blessing from that. And I have seen um, such a picture of the gospel in that. Um, and so I think that speaks to women um, incredibly. Um but I think it speaks to everyone because we all need to see people who are in front of us, who can encourage us, um, like Marquita did earlier, uh, to and say, <laughs> it won't always be like this. <laughs> it gets better or it gets easier. Or even in just, you know, in our friendship, she can, you know, speak into me and say, or speak into my situation and say, you know, this is how we handled it or this is what we did it. Um or this is how we did it and this is it's what not we, always did. Right, but the way we did. It's helpful. It. It's helpful. Um and so you need you need people who are ahead of you in in their walk with Jesus. You need people, of course, who are beside you and who are doing it with you. And you need people who are behind you that you can pour into and, and who can you can remember what it's like um to have been in that season. Um because because all Every aspect of that is important in your walk with Jesus. He, saw, he tells us over and over and over in Scripture, we're supposed to remember, um, we're supposed to look to those who are next to us, and we're supposed to look ahead, um, and we're supposed to count on his faithfulness. We're supposed to remember, we're supposed to look to his faithfulness, and we're supposed to look to the side. Um, and so for moms, again, you're not alone. There is community here. Um, so if you, if you feel alone, Please come to the opportunities that we have. You are welcome here. You are wanted here. Um and there's there's a place for you here. Um and just for anybody in your walk, there's there's also opportunities for the guys. Y'all do men's lunch, right? Are you also doing that during the See summer?
0: You. No, we're taking a break for the summer.
2: So y'all are taking a break. I didn't make that somebody's taking a break. Somebody. I didn't make that up. That's right.
1: <laughs> um to add to what Amy said, I mean, I, I'm going to speak from experience of growing up with my mom. Um, she wasn't the best influence, not going to say anything negative. I love my mom, but I would could remember myself saying, when I have kids, I'm not going to do that. We had a good friend of ours that said, when I have kids, my kids won't act like that. Yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. And you will do what your mom said, even though you said you wouldn't do it, Um the difference between myself and my mom was that we brought our kids up in a Christian home. We took them to church. Um, and hopefully we have given them a lifetime love of Jesus. Um, because the hardest thing for any mom is to have their kids mm. not serve the Lord. Yeah. Um, not saying, you you know, that you have to go to church with us. I am blessed that all of my kids go to church with me here. Um, but that— but. I think that as moms and with your children, you just have to always, I'm trying to think of the right words to say, be that mom that will support your children. And you don't have to just be a a mom supporting your children. You can be just a lady supporting somebody else's. Mm. I mean, I, I love to be able to pour in to say, oh, that's happened to me. One of my kids did that, and it drove me crazy, and this is what we did um, your kids aren't going to always do what you want them to do. Um, and sometimes they're going to disappoint you. And even through those disappointments, you have women that you can, you need to have women that you can reach out to um, and say, hey, help me with this, help me pray through this. So I, I, I agree with you. I think the biggest thing that, a, that we can do as women is have somebody, a support group alongside us, in front of us and behind us, um, to help us through the, the trials of parenthood. Mommyhood, because as women, we we hold it all. I mean, nothing against the men in the in the, the in the room, but as moms, we whatever your kids do reflects back on you. And that's I've always have felt that way. Like when my kids make a mistake, the first thing I do is I don't say what they did wrong. I'm like, what did I do wrong as a mom? Where did I mess up? And that's that's the biggest thing is I always ask myself, where did I mess up? And I have to go back to the Lord and say. You know, I go back to the Lord, I'm like, where did I go wrong? And he has to remind me, you didn't do anything wrong. It's just, you know, we all have free will. And so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you need community. Yeah. Fam- you know, all, all the age groups are good for across the board. You need friends of all ages.
0: Yeah. So they, uh, I think Amy mentioned calendar or something like community groups uh, back in the back in the middle we've got uh, some summer calendars and I believe they're on our website we'll have some more printed next week if, if, if you are looking for opportunities to engage maybe uh, I've got a lot of new faces in the church the last several weeks and months And so maybe you're going how do, how do I find people meet people um, here is a, a tool for you and, and I would say added to the tool um, community, community is not the responsibility of everyone else it is right. a joined responsibility uh-huh. from you and everyone else. I think sometimes when we go to churches, um, our first question, and we might not mean it this way, but the way it comes off is, what do you have to offer me? Right. And uh, when I read the Bible, when I go to First Corinthians 12 and talking about uh, the body, what I see and what I see Jesus do in Christians is uh, when he has called us out of darkness and into light and given us um, a new life and made us a new creation, he hasn't just saved us from something, he saved us for something. He saved us for people and for each other. And then he's called you to get plugged in to the church. And so, um, you know, in Gen Z and millennials today, uh, statistics are kind of trending that more and more of us are drifting from regular attendance to church. And I would strongly, strongly encourage you to, number one, read your Bible, because that's bad theology. Uh, And and number two, I would encourage you to find community because you need it. So when the the fall happened, community was broken. But then when Jesus came, he gave us a restorative, regenerative plan to find wholeness and community together. And so the church gathering is not about you coming in and sitting and listening to me or Singing songs. The church gathering is about us right. coming together. And so there's something important in the us. So find community and don't just write, wait on somebody to give you an opportunity. Make that opportunity. Question number four. <clears throat> what uh, this, this is one that's kind of uh, hit, hits home uh, for me personally. M- my dad struggles with, with this question every um, Mother's Day. Uh, what encouragement can you give someone who who, who maybe lost their mom? Um, you know, I'm sure there's several folks in the room today that Mother's Day is just um, it's a tough it's a tough day, and so what 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 could what words of encouragement would you give to them?
1: Well, um, my mom passed away four years ago, and I, somebody a cousin wished me happy Mother's Day this morning who just lost their mother recently this past summer and um it makes for a tough day not to have your mom on mother's day um four years later it still stings but the the thing that I can I can encourage you with is I know where my mom is I know my mom is happy and a healthy body and she is with my dad and they're having fun and I'm down here on this crappy earth because <laughs> it can be crappy sometimes um so I guess the encouragement, you know, is that it does get easier with time, um, but it's never a I'm over it kind of thing. But it does get easier with time after you've lost your mom, because uh, moms are the center of everything. Mm. I hate for you man. I hate to tell you men that, but we matter more than y'all do.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, right. For
0: sure. For sure. One of the things, I'll I'll let you answer in just a second. I'll give my answer first, though, if that's okay. You might have my answer, so I want to beat it. So, (laughs) um, you know, I think about one of the Ten Commandments, honor your father and mother. I I think about the idea that after our parents have passed, we carry on the best of them. Mm. You know, we have the ability to kind of carry on some of those uh, character traits and things that they instilled in us. So uh, although it may be a bitter day, Maybe it can be a bittersweet day because you can do some things that um, maybe you remember your mother uh, instilling inside of you or teaching you, and uh, that there's you know there's always a redemptive. And I think the ultimate gospel redemptive thing is maybe you know you, you look at your the relationship with your parents and you go oh, it was awful. My parents were this that, and the other because you know it happens yeah. sometimes. God is the ultimate parent, you know, and so we can find wholeness and truth in in Him. And so even if you're struggling. There is always hope because the creator wants a relationship with you as the ultimate parent. So, anyway. Um,
2: I would just say, again, if Mother's Day is hard for you, you're in the right place. Mm. Um, we're, We're here for you. We see you. We love you. We support you. Whether it's hard for you because you loved your mom and you miss her and you're your grief is deep because your love was deep or your grief is deep because you had a hard relationship, this is the place that you can open up and be honest about that regardless. Um, and you can, you can share that here. You can give that to the Lord here. You can lay that at his feet. Um, and this is the place where you have other people who can share that burden and we can, and we can lift you up. We can hold your, hold your arms up for you for a while. Um, and you don't have to pretend that you're okay, and you don't have to pretend that it's all beautiful and, you know, rainbows and sunshine. I know we're all dressed up, and things are pretty, and you come to church on Mother's Day dressed up for moms. and But it doesn't, it's not, life isn't always like that. And right. so this is a place that you don't have to pretend to be okay. Um, because the gospel is messy, and so sometimes you got an ugly cry, and you're in the <laughs> right place for that. So... That's what friendship is, and that's what love is. Yeah. So that's what I would say. And
1: Chris, I know you said something about, like, taking characteristics on from yeah. your mom. My kids will tell you that I, that some of the characteristics I have of my mother they wish I didn't have.
0: <laughs> so
1: as your children get older, just know they're going to not like everything you do.
0: Yeah. Speaking of older children, uh, and I know you all are, again, two different places in life, but I think you can hit it from two different perspectives, being, you know, uh, a, a daughter, um, and then, you know, being a mother with older children, what advice, and, and our last question, what advice would you give parents who have kids who are now adults, um, but they might be making a decisions that you don't always agree with, or uh, you look Wait. at them and, you're, yeah, you know, you're going, hold on, did I raise you? Did somebody else raise you? Like, what, you know, you're still a parent, right? But they're they're no longer no. your uh Responsibility and control. I guess, right? They are them. They are their own selves. <laughs> so.
2: You'll be shorter. I think I'll be shorter. I'll go first. <laughs> um, I don't have adult children yet. Um. Thank goodness. <laughs> I thought you said it was better. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the parts are better. <laughs> um, what I what I know is that you never stop being a parent. You don't just stop being a parent when your kids turn 18. Um, And so I know that you never stop witnessing to your kids. Um, And so it's important to remember that even when they leave your house um, you have to continue to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, You know Ephesians 4 says we're supposed to live a life worthy of the gospel. Um, And so you just keep doing that. I was listening to a podcast uh, a while back, and I remember it was these different moms talking about parenting adult children because there aren't a lot of resources for it. There's lots of resources for when your kids are younger, but as your kids get older and they leave the house, you have fewer resources, and so these moms were just talking about it. And one mom was talking about (coughs) she'd gone to a conference or something, and this lady was saying she she made this statement, I know I was a good mom because all my kids love Jesus. And the lady who was retelling this, who I was listening to, she said that broke her heart because her child was not walking with the Lord. And I thought, you know, as sh- that is heartbreaking. But she's probably right. That probably isn't the indicator Of whether or not you're a good mom. Because that's not really the indicator in the rest of our lives as Jesus followers. Chris and I have been in ministry for a long time. And what we've learned and what scripture teaches is that we are not responsible for other people's choices. Correct. But we are responsible for our obedience to God. We are responsible for sharing the gospel. We are responsible, and when it comes to parenting, we are responsible for raising our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. We are responsible for teaching our children the gospel and raising them in a godly home. But when they become adults, they get to make their own choices. Now, I will say it's never too late. You don't give up. You know, um, James says that the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. So if your kids are not walking with the Lord, and I assume that that is something that you want for your children, um, keep praying. Like, never stop praying for your children. Um, and maybe you didn't get saved until your kids were grown. You can start now. You know, right. it's never too late. Um, so you can, but it's that's not, That doesn't make you a bad parent if your kids are not doing the things that you would want them to do. Because, like uh, Marquita said earlier, we have free will. They get to make their own choices. But all you can do is be faithful to God, pray for your children, and be a good example. That's my advice as not a parent of adult children. (laughs) That's good advice. Okay.
1: Um, And just to add to that... um, since my children are grown, um, I think some main things that you can do is just maintain an open communication with your kids. Um, my kids, all my children might be scared to tell me something they've done because they know their mother, um, <laughs> but they also know that I'm going to extend that grace. I'm going to accept what they, it might take me a while, but I'm going to be extend the grace and accept some, you know, because all kids, everybody makes mistakes. I made mistakes as a, you know, as a young person. My children have made mistakes as young adults. Um, but I, you have to respect that when they live, leave your home, they're transitioning into adulthood. And you've got to let them make those decisions on their own. You don't necessarily have to agree with the decisions that they make, but you can pray over that situation and pray for them. And um, my kids know, if they don't know, um, they should. That I pray for them all the time. Um, I pray for their their livelihoods. Um, I pray for their, I pray for their husbands. Um, pray for my son's future wife if he ever meets anybody. Any single woman. anyway. Um, awkward. I, that was awkward for him. I did it just for Trevor. <laughs> just for Trevor. Yes, I did. You want to point him out. Right yeah. Point no, out. don't point him out. Just no, point him keep out. Keep going. Keep going. Um, and just give your, give your kids the support that they need in every season of life they're in, whether it's motherhood or um, single life or just working. I mean, I, I think that I've tried my best and now I have to let the Lord do his part with them because all I can do is pray for them and hope that they'll follow in the way that Tim and I brought them up. Yeah. Um, so my advice to any mother or... woman or man, man, is that just let your kids live their own life and just pray for them if it's not something that you wanted necessarily for them to do. Because I, one last thing, I begged my daughter, my oldest child, not to become a teacher. And if you're a teacher in the room, I'm sorry. But she was one of the best teachers out there. I wish she hadn't become a teacher just because of the, I think, you know, it's a rough job. It's tough. But she didn't follow in the way I wanted her to do it, and um, she's great at it. So if she'd listen to me, we'd be one less awesome teacher. So I'm glad she didn't listen to me. But, yeah, yeah just let your kids be themselves.
0: Yeah. I just, I'll echo, I guess, what, what Amy said earlier of just, like, we're not responsible for the end result. We're, we're responsible for doing the work. And, and, right. and so um, I think this goes out to all of us, uh, honestly, not just parents, but um when, when I take teams out in the past and we've done evangelism stuff, everyone's always worried about, you know, how many people can we get saved today? Well, I'm not responsible for saving anybody. I don't save anyone, right? Jesus does. Right. So I'm responsible for delivering his message. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so that's, uh, I think, if I, if I could kind of end in closing to, to say one thing to all of us today. Um, you are responsible if you're a Christian to carry the gospel with you as you go. So in your workplace, in your families, in your relationships, in everything you do, your responsibility is to carry the gospel. And so my prayer um, is is that you'll do that uh, maybe with your mother, uh, maybe with other people in your life uh, in the coming weeks ahead. Be bold and carry the gospel. Uh, Let me pray for us. And let's give these ladies one round of applause. Thank you all so much. Join me in prayer. Uh, God, we are so thankful um, that you have given us mothers, that you uh, have brought us to a place um, today uh, together where we can worship you. Uh, Lord, I I pray that through the words that we've spoken and through the scriptures that we've spoken uh, this morning, Lord, I I I pray that the gospel will have been made clear, uh, that we are broken people. Sin came into this world and broke our relationship with you. And each and every one of us commits sins and are sinners. Because of that, we've been separated from you. But you, as the great parent, as the the father, sent your son to die on a cross, to be resurrected, defeat death, defeat sin. And, And you said that if any man repents and believes in Jesus, they can be reunited with you and have an amazing relationship, have an abundant life and have eternal life with you. And so I pray that we'll, we'll focus and remember that, that we were broken, but now we are whole in you if we've repented and believed. And if anyone in this room hasn't done that, God, I just I urge and pray that, through the power of your spirit, you'll convict them to do that. I pray for the moms as they carry the gospel uh, in the different places that they go and as they parent that you will give them the strength to do so. That you'll allow them to lay down the burdens, to lay down the stress, the anxiety and depression. And that they will carry your cross, put on your yoke that is light and easy. I pray for everyone supporting moms, family members, and spouses. That we will love them like you have called us to. The husbands will love their wives if Christ has loved the church. and Kids will honor them. And that the church will lift each and every single one up. That we will love you, love others, and invest in your kingdom. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen.